0: Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six multi six and seven figure businesses. I took a two year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here, so get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. Hi, everyone. It's Megan here from MeganMins.com. This is another episode of the live, well, another live episode of the Productive Life Show. And I'm so excited for this week's session in particular, because we are talking all about how to find the next hire for your business. I had a big realization yesterday that there are only six weeks left of the year. 2020 has been a weird one, a wild one. I think we all can acknowledge that. And the fact that there are only six weeks left is pretty crazy. So I definitely did a big reprioritization yesterday. Um, so if you're feeling kind of that crazy feeling about the end of the year too, let me know in the comments. Well, if we haven't met before, welcome to another live episode of The Productive Life. I'm Megan Mins and I help online course creators, coaches, and service providers learn how to run their business in a way that is simple, profitable and scalable and gives them the personal time freedom they've always wanted. We are talking all about how to find your next hire. And as we wrap up this year, you may actually be thinking about hiring, whether it's hiring someone in the next couple of weeks before the year's up, or maybe making some new hires for your team in January. This is the perfect time for us to talk about hiring, to be planning about hiring. And the tips that I'm going to be sharing with you today are going to help you find the right fit for you and your company. Because as we know, hiring can bring up a lot of fears, and hesitations. If you're a business owner and you're here live with me and you have maybe felt those fears or hesitations or resistance around hiring, I would love to hear from you in the comments. So give me a reaction. Give me an emoji. Tell me you felt nervous about hiring before. That way we can all see that we are not alone in this and we're not the only ones who feel this way sometimes. So I will be sharing seven tips For hiring in just a minute. Now, if you are here and you know that someone you know, your community, a friend would benefit from today's session, I would love for you to go ahead and tag them or share this with them so that they can benefit and learn about hiring for their company as well. So let's go ahead and jump right in to how to find your next hire. I know hiring brings up a lot of fears for most of us, a lot of baggage. So maybe you have hired someone in the past and got burned by the experience. Maybe it didn't go well for a variety of different reasons, but you weren't left with a good taste in your mouth with hiring. If that's you, give me a reaction. (laughs) Let me know in the comments if you've been burned through the hiring process before. Or maybe you feel like it'll just take too long to hire and train someone. So why bother? I just don't have the time. Maybe that's something you're thinking or worried about. Or maybe you're just not even sure if like this magical unicorn bright person even exists. You would love to have help in X, Y, or Z, but you're just not quite sure you can really find what you want. Those are some common fears and concerns and hesitations that a lot of my clients and community are running into when it comes to hiring. And I get it. You're worried about hiring the wrong person, wasting your time, and wasting money on something that may just not work out in the end. I get it. But I have good news for you. It's absolutely possible to hire someone who will take ownership of their responsibilities, who will drive outcomes forward in your business, even if they're not a full-time employee. You do not have to hire a full-time employee in order to start building an incredible team. I love my team and they're contractors. And I think the transition from contractors to employees is so valuable. You get so much out of it when you do start building a full-time team, but I don't want you to believe that that's the only way to have team members who really are driving outcomes forward in your business because it's just just not true. You can also hire a team member in just four Weeks. So if you're thinking this process takes a long time, let me tell you right up front, it can take four weeks from start to finish. And then if you are prepared and you do a good job and you follow our process, you can have them fully trained within another four to six weeks. So that means from today, if you started the hiring process today, you can have another team member on board with you, fully trained, fully functional in less than two months, which is perfect timing for 2021, right? So hopefully some of that makes you feel a little relieved when it comes to addressing some of your own fears and concerns you have around hiring. And I also just want to let you know, before I jump into the seven tips, is that there are incredibly talented people out there who want to join a team like yours, who want to be all in with a company and with a business owner like you, who will love your clients and customers like you do, and they are excited to help you succeed. So those people exist. They want to work with you. We just need to do our part as the business owner to attract and find them, which is what we'll be talking about today. And this is what we help all of our empowered CEO clients do. We help them build their dream team so that not only can their business grow, but they can help their clients and customers in a more meaningful way. They can create scalable systems so they can actually take some time off, especially as we get near the holidays. And this is possible for you too. Hiring does not have to be hard, stressful, or time consuming. And like I said earlier, these seven tips I'm about to share with you in just a minute will work for you, whether you are hiring a contractor or an employee. So hopefully all of that is good news. And now let's go ahead and jump in to those seven tips that will help you find your next hire. So tip number one is to understand the roles you need in your company And this will be unique to your company, but you need to understand the roles you need in your company and which you need to delegate and get support with. This is a foundational tip, like absolutely foundational exercise that I think every business owner should go through and should go through this process is understanding the roles that they need based on your business model, your marketing strategies, how you sell, how you deliver and delight your clients, how you run your business. Your business may need different roles than someone else's. So this is why we have every single empowered CEO client go through what we call the roles chart exercise, where we guide them through uncovering all of the different roles that need to exist within their company. And when you're thinking about a role, this can be like the different hats you put on, right? Sometimes you're putting on, you know, your CEO visionary hat. Sometimes you're putting on your bookkeeper hat. Sometimes you're putting on your human resources hat. (laughs) Sometimes you're putting on your copywriter hat. I'm here right now putting on my content creator hat. So this is a role that would be in my roles chart, but it may not be in yours if you don't do live streams or content in the way that I do. So this is such an important exercise to do before you even start the hiring process, because we need to understand the roles and hats, if you will, that exist in your business. Now, it's really important to understand when you're thinking about your roles chart, this is different than an organizational chart. An organizational chart is, you know, one box per person. A roles chart means that each person can fill multiple roles and you as the CEO and the business owner are probably filling the majority of the roles in your own roles chart right now. So it's very eye opening when you do this. (laughs) You realize that what may seem like a few different functions of your business are actually 30 different roles that exist In your company so we want to really uncover that first and then identify which of these roles you are ready to get support with whether you're currently doing it and we want to hire someone to take that off your plate or another team members or this is a new role that needs to exist or isn't getting the attention it deserves the situations can vary across companies and across even individual roles but what we want to do first is understand the roles that exist and then understand which roles your new hire is going to be filling. We have to start there at the absolute foundation. Otherwise, it's very difficult to actually find the right person in the long run who is happy at their job and who is performing at the level you want them to be. So that was tip number one is understanding the roles that are in your company and that this person fills. Tip number two is to run the numbers. Uh, Not the sexiest tip. I know I'm not necessarily a person who loves numbers myself, uh, but this is very often skipped in the hiring process. And it's really important that you don't skip the step of running the numbers in your business and understanding what profit margin you want at the end of the day in your company and therefore what budget you have for this position. So many clients and friends and business owners out there run into the issue where they don't think about the money until they already have a great candidate. And then they end up just paying whatever that candidate wants because that's how what it's going to cost to get the candidate. And I understand the psychology behind why we do this, but I want you to set the budget before you have spoken to a single candidate. I want you to have your CEO hat on when you are looking at your finances and saying, I need to hire one or two people. This is the budget. There's a lot of options for how that could pan out based on how many hours you want them to work, what type of roles they're filling and what price range you could assume might be expected. But we have to make those decisions before you even start the like external side of the hiring process. So I want you to figure out and decide what the budget is. And this is a good opportunity as well to revisit your business model and your pricing in particular. What I don't want you to do is hire someone who's going to help you deliver your service and not think about the pricing and the bottom line and the profit and loss of that offer. If you are hiring a coach or someone to help you run a program or a service, chances are you need to increase your prices in order to accommodate this new hire, which again is something people are skipping way too often. I actually did a live show last week all about why you need to raise your prices right now. So if that is resonating with you and you need a pep talk on raising your rates and why it's so important, then definitely go check that episode out after today's live show. But either way, tip number two is to run those numbers, set that budget and get crystal clear on what price point we're looking at before we move any farther down the hiring process. And it can be a range. Uh, You can have some flexibility there, but we want to identify that before. Tip number three is to create an effective job description. So when you think of a job description, you're probably thinking of some of the basic components what the position does, the company, maybe some responsibilities, outcomes, or metrics. And yes, those things are important because we do need to explain the role. We need to make sure that they understand what they're applying for and we're attracting them. But the piece that's often missing from job descriptions that can actually make them actually effective is to make sure that our job description does more than just explain the role. It needs to help someone self-identify that they are a good fit, or self-eliminate that they are not. So we want our job description to not just be an info dump. It needs to have critical information, but it also needs to be positioned and written in a way that is going to help your ideal candidate say, that's me. I would love to work for this company. I've got what it takes. I, boom, 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 I've got it all and I'm applying. And the people who are not a good fit for your brand, your company culture, your work style, the roles, we want them to look at your job description and say, eh, I don't know. Of course, it's not going to be 100% effective. You will still have people apply who aren't a good fit. That's okay. But we do want to have a job description in place that is doing more than communicating information It needs to eliminate and reduce the number of applications you're getting so that you're maybe getting a lower volume, but higher quality. We really want high quality applications and applicants to work with you who are a good fit. So. Yes, your job description should have those key components, but I want to challenge you to think about what you need to add to those. Can you add your values or priorities in the requirements section? Can you communicate really clearly some deal breakers for you? What is going to make this person just absolutely not a good fit? And it could be work style, could be anything based on you. But I want you to think about your job description through that new lens of more than just information sharing and also how we can filter more effectively. Tip number four is to promote your job posting just like you promote your services and offers in your business. So many people create a job posting and just like publish it secretly and do nothing or maybe post it once and then let it sit there. It's like that phrase, if you build it, they will come. I think that's from Field of Dreams. If it's not, apologies. (laughs) I think it is. Um... That's just not true. If you just like casually post this up there, you may not get a lot of exposure and a lot of candidates and a lot of applicants who are a good fit. Because just like you've learned in your years of marketing your business, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to give this job out of, excuse me, I have the hiccups. I'm pregnant, which means I often get hiccups and have breathing uh, difficulties. But you need to put this job posting out there so that people can see it and find it and discover it. So I want you to think about promoting your job posting, just like you think about promoting your services or a new piece of content you put out. So I want you to promote it as much organically as possible. So sending it out to your email list multiple times, posting about it on all of your social media platforms, multiple times, sending multiple reminders, asking for referrals so that people who see it feel compelled to share it with someone they might know, tag someone they might know. I want you to go all out in the organic marketing of your job posting. You've put all this work into creating an effective job description, setting a budget, creating the application. Now we need to market it. And for contract positions, I often find you don't need to go to the paid job postings route, this organic marketing of your job posting is usually enough to get the right people in front of your job posting. Tapping into existing communities, asking for referrals, things like that. If you are hiring a full-time employee or um, you're just not happy with the quality of candidates you are getting from the organic marketing that you're doing, you can then, of course, visit some more paid advertising opportunities like Craigslist or LinkedIn, or things like that. But I have found that nine times out of 10, just the organic marketing will get you an incredible pool of candidates if you actually promote it. So that's definitely an important tip that many people skip. Tip number five is to run an effective interview. I recommend, especially for remote positions, which I think most of us are hiring for these days, I really want this to be a video interview. That's the most effective way to communicate and get to know a candidate in a shorter amount of time. But I also want you to think through the questions you're asking in advance. Every single question that you ask should have a purpose. You need to know why are you asking this? What are you looking for? Like, what's the answer you're really desiring from this question? And what insights are you trying to gain about your candidate during this conversation? Because remember, you're not just asking these questions to get to know them. Sure, that's great. But we are asking to filter. There should be good and bad ways to answer a question from you. There should be red flags that you notice about a candidate or things that you aren't looking for. So remember that in an effective interview, you are able to filter based off of how they answered your questions. And a big part of that that makes it so much easier is to ask What is called a behavioral question. So instead of just asking a yes or no question, have you ever repurposed a YouTube video into a blog post? Candidate might just say, yep. Well, that's great. We really didn't learn a lot. A behavioral question instead would be, tell me about a time you have repurposed a YouTube video into a blog post. Now they can go into more detail about whether it was for them or a client or a friend, what that process looked like. You can even ask follow-up questions to get a little bit more clarity on what their role was in that process. Did they come up with the process? Did they enjoy it? Were there any difficulties? We can just be naturally curious, but it's much, much easier to be naturally curious and to gain more of an understanding of someone's true experience when we are asking a behavioral question instead of a yes or no question. I know back in my days, I mean, I was a corporate recruiter, I've got loads of interview and hiring experience, and I have even found myself sometimes falling back into that habit of just saying, have you done this or not? And it ruins the effectiveness of the interview. So definitely lean on behavioral based, more detailed questions on your interview. Another little tip when it comes to interviews that's not one of my official seven tips is to just remember that you don't need to pretend to have it all together. You are hiring someone to help you in your business. You don't have to pretend that your business is perfect behind the scenes and there are no issues and everything's flawless. If that was the case, you probably wouldn't be hiring someone to help you, right? There's got to be some area that needs improvement, some gaps that need to be filled, some struggles that are happening and some new responsibilities you want to delegate. So be honest with your candidates about where your weaknesses are and how you are looking for this role to support and strengthen those weaknesses. That is really going to be key for under uh, understanding on the candidate end of things, what's going to be expected of them when they come into this position and give them the opportunity to share even more exciting ideas they have around how they can help you with that weakness. So a little bit of an unofficial tip there, (laughs) but make sure you're being honest and transparent about what kind of support you're really looking for. And again, the whole point of doing these interviews is to make an informed decision for the candidate to make their own informed decision and for you to be filtering out in the process tip number six is to do a test project test projects are game changers in the hiring process and will dramatically change who you even decide to hire potentially i have always been surprised that sometimes in the hiring process it feels like a tie between the three people and we send the test project out and it's instantly clear who the right fit for our company is so it's a very powerful tool And it's going to really help you see their experience in a tangible way because when you're doing a test project, they're actually completing work that they would do in the role, right? So it needs to be an actual task or assignment or responsibility they may have if you hired them. And this is really going to allow you to see what they think something means versus what you think it means and how this can result in tangible work. We want to make sure, you know, it's not too big of an ask. We want to make sure we're not doing test projects that are too time consuming. So there is a little bit of strategy there, but ultimately we want to make sure we're doing test projects so you can really uncover someone's true experience and strengths and abilities in the role that they might be filling. And when you send this to about three candidates, like I was saying earlier, it will help you spot who you want on your team so much faster and easier than just continuously having behavioral-based conversations because talking about something and seeing the end result is dramatically different. So if you haven't done test projects in the past, I would love for you to start incorporating them into your hiring process going forward. And tip number seven, our final tip for today's session is all about being excited about who you hire. You should be thrilled to have this person join your team. After you've completed the entire five-step hiring process, you should absolutely be pumped. Can't wait to train them, excited to start working with them, looking forward to working together, growing together, working on goals together. This should have a lot of positive and exciting energy and momentum behind it. And if you are at this stage where it's time to decide who should join your team, you aren't feeling this way. No one is exciting you. You don't feel that positive momentum. You're not thrilled with your prospects. I would love to encourage you to pause, assess, and reevaluate. This might be an opportunity to dip back into your applicant pool or some people you had some interviews with and maybe have a test project with them or have another conversation and re-engage them or maybe even post the job again. Sometimes we get a pool of candidates that aren't just quite the right fit. Maybe we only posted it for about a week, or we didn't do all the marketing we could have, and we want to try again to get a better pool of candidates. There is no shame in that. As someone who has corporate recruiting experience, you would just be shocked to know that that's the normal process. Very rarely do you have a job posting up for a week or two and have the perfect candidate you know, right around the corner the first time through. In the business space, no one talks about that. And it's not viewed through a normal lens in, in what it is in the corporate world where that's super normal. Recruiters have to spend months and months and months trying to find the right person. So don't ever feel bad if you go through the four-week hiring process once and you're not ecstatic about who you're hiring, don't feel like you have to settle or make a decision based only on that pool. Remember that you can go back and reopen the application and start again and maybe make some tweaks to the positioning, the explanation, change the title, play around with things to see what kind of candidates you get at the end. So just want to remind you there, tip number seven, you should be excited about who you hire. And if you aren't excited about hiring anyone, that may be a really good indication that we need to reevaluate. So just to recap our seven tips for making your next hire, let's review those really quick. Number one is to understand the roles in your company and which ones you need support with right now. Tip number two is to run the numbers and set a budget for this position before you start the hiring process. Tip number three is to create an effective job description that helps eliminate candidates both for you and for them. Uh, Tip number four is to promote your job posting all out like you do everything else in business. Tip number five is to also run an effective video interview. Tip number six is to do those test projects. And tip number seven is to be excited about who you hire. Now, our program, Empowered CEO, is perfect for you if you're here listening. You're an online business owner who's ready to grow and build your own dream team, but you're not sure how to actually execute all of those things we just talked about. You would love support with your roles chart with a job description, with conducting the interview and application process, with designing your own test project. This is exactly what we help guide our empowered CEO clients through with step-by-step tutorials, templates, and personalized one-on-one feedback and coaching throughout their entire hiring journey. So whether you're hiring your first VA, transitioning from contractors to employees for the first time, or expanding your full-time team, we would love to support you and help you in growing, building, and also leading and managing your dream team once you have them. So if you'd like to learn more about Empowered CEO, go to Meganmans.com forward slash apply. You can fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe that Empowered CEO is a good fit for what you are working towards right now, we will send you access to a private exclusive advanced training all about how to scale your own online business. And it will include all the information you need about Empowered CEO as well. So again, we would love to support you in how you're wrapping up 2020, how you are setting yourself up for success next year and growing and building your team along the way. So you can go to meganmintz.com forward slash apply to learn more. Thank you again so much for being here live for this session of the productive life episode. Keep saying that the productive life podcast. And if you are new, we would love to have you join our free Facebook community. We are doing live streams in there, engaging, supporting, answering your questions at Meganmins.com forward slash community, and you can join our free Facebook group. So thank you so much for being a part of today's session. And I will see you next week on another episode of the productive life. Have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.